Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Semi Pro. Today, me, Josh, and Daniel are here to talk about Stuart Little. Females of Reddit, what is the sexiest thing a plus size gamer gentleman has told you that has made you want to immediately have sex with him and be his girlfriend? Some of my pro listeners, please let me know. I hate you. I hate you. Know, you. If Elon Musk ever walked to me, we're talking. We're talking about Stuart Little. All right. We're not talking about semi or or plus size gamer boys of Reddit. We're talking about Stuart Little. <laughs> but Dalton, yeah. we are plus size gamer boys of Reddit. You you might be talking about Stuart. <laughs> I would think uh, it's possible that George from Stuart Little grew up to be a plus size gamer boy of Reddit. I feel like uh, he, Stuart he seems like the a, kind of guy uh, who would who would browse Reddit. He grew up to be a, a animated cartoon character. Well, <laughs> no, he didn't get did. to grow up. He <laughs> right. stayed an animated cartoon character forever. Correct. Ah, oh, so Stuart Little, how refreshing is it to begin <sighs> our real sweep? <laughs> can't believe they made Stuart Little real. I I'm can. just, I'm happy to not watch M. Night Shyamalan movies anymore. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's what I, I'm happy I can't about. wait to never watch an M Night Shyamalan movie ever again. You know, I other haven't than even seen Stuart the, uh, Little again. I haven't seen the happening since we watched it. Like it's, I think you might have cured me, Josh. That <laughs> we, we, it was like a month ago. Yeah, you shouldn't have seen it again anyway. No normal person has seen a movie <laughs> twice in a month that came out in 2008. That's not particularly great. Well. well. No normal person, <laughs> right? I'm I'm just built different, Dalton. Accept it. I refuse. So Stuart Little um, is this beautifully quaint little film, um, and I love I like it. The part when um when Stuart uh, becomes he, little. He, he he said he said I'm I'm littling out, and then he then he littled all over those guys. I like the part that's, where he looks really good. he looks at the camera and he says. <laughs> I'm Stuart Little, which sounds like a joke, but it's a thing that happened in Stuart Little parentheses 1990 and nine. Mm, that that's my that's the biggest surprise out of this movie is that this film came out in 1999. <laughs> yeah, no, genuinely. Like I I, I knew it was like, you know, well, old, it was like, but I, I, I think it was like, early 2000s. Right. I thought I thought that I was older than this movie, but this movie is older than me. I mean, this movie are the same age. Hmm. Well, same. This movie could be married right now. Um. Yeah. So let's break down the plot. Let's break down the plot <laughs> of of Stuart and Little, nineteen ninety and nine. So Daniel's we open. Just, Daniel's just thinking about his plus sized gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so we we open in um this this little New Yorkian family home. Little? Yes. <laughs> We're going to keep a tally of all the times we name. say little. Um, so we open in this little, like, you know, this quaint little home with some great <laughs> set design. Bob and watched the movie with us. He's not here for the discussion, but he watched the movie with us. And that's that's one of the things he also commented on. Just like the set design is great. Um, all the set pieces are very well done. And we'll talk more about that a little later. But we open and there's this little boy named George and Dr. House is there and his wife. Um, Dr. House is George's father. And yes. George is like, hey, 
You're going to the adoption agency to adopt a replacement for the brother of mine that passed away. That's my head cannon, and they don't actually mention it. <laughs> um, I want a little brother, not a big brother. And they took that to heart because they go to the adoption agency and they're looking at all these kids. And then they start talking to a mouse voiced by Michael J. Fox named Stuart well, Little. Well, the, the, they're looking at all these kids and this mouse is giving them context. And he's, he's big enough, all of his uh, adoption brothers and and he's like, hey, this guy's great at maths. This guy can do really well at sports. And he's just, he's just, you know, he's hyping them up. And Which is they, super they start... wholesome. Oh, yeah. Sue Little is the, the most wholesome character in the world. Ever. Until he tries yeah. to kill that cat. Well, that the was cat was trying to kill him. That's self-defense. Yeah, yeah right. that's true. That's true. That's come true. on. Um, Don't just... So they they decide to adopt Stuart Little. And the, the woman who runs the adoption agency is super racist towards mice. Which is uh, a running theme throughout the movie. This movie's about racism. So Right, like like many um, M. Night Shyamalan movies. Oh, I guess we <laughs> like should mention... M. Night movies. It has a social commentary. We should mention <laughs> that M. Night Shyamalan did write this movie. That's our transition from Shyamalan sweep to Stuart Little sweep. And by that I mean real sweep. Um, <laughs> right. M. Night Shyamalan uh, did write... He, he, this. He wrote it, but he didn't direct it. Correct. And he's not the main writer. He's just one of the writers on the movie. And I know which part right. he wrote. We'll talk about it when we get there. Um, <laughs> so so they adopt Stuart Little, and they bring him home, and things are, things are nice. And then the cat tries to eat him, but it's okay because they make the cat spit him out. The cat's name is Snowbell, and uh, he's the best cat actor in the world. Once again, <laughs> we'll continue to talk about this as we go. Uh, so then George comes home from school, and he seems a little distraught at the fact that his parents adopted a mouse well, instead of a human. By a little distraught, you mean horribly racist towards the mouse. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, when you first discover that, I think you're allowed to be a little bit weirded out. It's not exactly an everyday occurrence, but he, he outright hates this Speak dude. for yourself. <laughs> this happened to me like once a week as a kid. <laughs> they kept him trying to replace me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, coughed. Yeah, he, this movie made me cough. He uh, he hates his mouse brethren, uh, and the movie's just chugging along. It, it shows the next day his parents tuck him in and give him a nice little kiss in his his giant bed, comically <laughs> uh, <laughs> large bed. I think that is not the next day. I think it's the nighttime of the same day. Some would say, <laughs> perhaps the next day. How? The next day, uh, uh, he brushes his teeth with up. a big toothbrush. Yeah, they, don't they forget. They give him a, ti a tiny miniature version of everything. They get a, a custom miniature sink and a, a miniature bottle of mouthwash, but he still has a normal-sized toothbrush, which I think is funny. Because <laughs> well, he's got a big old toothbrush on his little mouse face. It's hard to it's hard to find a miniature toothbrush. Miniature mouthwash <laughs> is easy. You just go to the travel section at Walmart. <laughs> you just go to the travel section, get a little travel size. That that was that you was know, smaller than a travel <laughs> size thing of mouthwash. In in New York, that tiny little miniature bathroom set that Sulu lived in that costs about six thousand dollars. Um, in New York, I'm Millie Rock. Yeah, yeah. I did it in my sock. Um. So yeah. So they have the little like morning montage. George is still not the best friend of Stuart. They're they're not getting along. <laughs> He's, He's still very apprehensive of him, yeah. <laughs> and so, but they, they brush their teeth together, and it shows that they're not so different, Stuart and George. They're doing the same things. And they give Stuart little, instead of mice teeth, they give him human teeth, which is fun. I like that little detail. <laughs> um, but then I George like gets naked. 
in front of his brother, and he drops his clothes onto his brother. I, well, he just he takes his top off. No, there's pants for there too. It was all of his pajamas, and he drops his uh, clothes onto Stuart, and then shoves them down a chute, and then throws them uh, down the laundry chute, and then he shoots Stuart little. <laughs> he shoots him, kills him, um, throws him uh, down the laundry chute. And he falls directly into the laundry basket to which Stuart Little's mother throws him in the washing machine. Um, well, well, she just she picks up the clothes and throws him in the, the washing machine. He just happens to be within the clothes. Well, yes. Um, and then turns it on and he begins to drown. And he almost dies. He's he's like knocking on the washing machine and she thinks someone's at the door. So she runs to the door, but there's no one there. Um, that was a pretty good bit. I liked that bit. But by the time she gets back, the washing machine is full and the water is clear and she didn't put any detergent in there. So there's no detergent in the washing machine. There's none. There's no detergent in there. The water would be all bubbly and and full of detergent. How did he, how did he cough up a bubble? I don't know. I and guess why does the doctor say that he's he was, full of detergent? <laughs> he, was, he was drinking detergent of his own accord. <laughs> he was, was doing just the a, Tide that Pod was, that was the only way to get by in the orphanage. That, that, was, uh, that was an early <laughs> attempt of the cat to kill him, is replace his tooth, toothpaste with detergent. His tooth. Replace his tooth his with tooth. detergent. <laughs> his tooth with a cyanide pill. Um, so yeah, so then they That'd save him and the doctor one. comes in and the doctor's like, that little fella swallowed a lot of detergent. You're lucky he's alive, but he's going to be fine. And then he's just, just fine after that. Right. We we haven't mentioned the cat yet, who appears when Stuart have, gets taken actually. We have, actually. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have a couple the, times. The only time up till just, now that the cat has been on screen, we've talked about him. Well, he's been on, no, because we didn't talk about him when he visited him at night in his bed. Hmm. True. I think we might have actually. We didn't. I think no, I, I did. I think I said something. I think Dan thought about me. it, but then didn't say anything. <laughs> I think I projected my thoughts into all of the <laughs> listeners' heads, but I didn't put them into your yeah, heads. The, my bad. The, the family owns a cat, you know, and it speaks to Stuart. His name is his name is Snowbell, not Snowball, Snowball like I right. thought throughout the entirety of the movie. And uh, uh, he speaks to a little, and he's also a racist towards Stuart Little, but which it's, makes it's sense. But that one makes sense because right, it's internalized racism. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, don't like that one. <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, uh, yeah. So, 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 Snowbell does not like Stuart Little because he's a cat, and Stuart Little's a mouse, and cats and mice. It's a classic Tom and Jerry situation. Right. And hijinks do ensue. Uh, Snowbell, in the scene previous in the, at the nighttime, is upset because it's a mouse with a pet cat, and that's not the order of the world. Mice right. are, he, or cats are supposed to eat them. He's worried that he's going to be but with the, the kid. Yeah, the thing is, he only cares because it'll it'll damage his street rep with the, the cool right. alley cats. Right. right. They, he, he's worried because he's like, oh, they're going to make fun of me again. <laughs> Which yeah, the, the yeah, first child already died, and now we now I have a pet mice for a, a, an owner. Yeah, do you think yeah. Snowbell killed the first child? No, well, <laughs> probably not. He doesn't have any reason to, unless the yeah. first child was also a mice. My, my <laughs> that is. Josh says the word mouse challenge. <laughs> Impossible. I keep, my my brain keeps telling me to say okay, so mice. Because so hold on, we, hold on. I've you never know how, you know, in, in the the book, um, 
he wasn't a mouse. He was just uh, like a, a weird deformed boy with he, mouse-like he was a features. Human mm-hmm. mouse hybrid. What if YouTube. that? What if that's what their their original child mm-hmm. was? It was a weird human mouse hybrid. This is that's a, why they that's a, why they liked Stuart Little so much. And because he was a weird human mouse boy hybrid, that's why Snowbell, not Snowball, killed him. Mm, I like that. That's my, this that's is my a, new the, theory. It's one of those movies that's like a sequel to the book. Yeah, but <laughs> right? Little doesn't die in the book. And he's no, still no, adopted in the book. In between the book and the movie. Nah, he does. In between the book and movie, he, he passes away because but of Snowbell. He's still adopted <laughs> in the in the book. Nah. Yeah, so this can be their second attempt. Mm. Okay, all right. Sure, so Snowbell's <laughs> upset. They, they, adopt, they, also, adopted, they adopted two different... Um, mouse children. <laughs> right, yeah, both of them named actually, Stuart. Uh, <laughs> that's why they... That's why they go for Stuart. Is he's also a mouse named Stuart? Like, oh, <laughs> right. Mine's also a mouse. And George, the reason George is so upset is because it didn't work the first time, <laughs> and so he's more upset this time because he, he knew didn't it didn't work out. Another mouse brother. George, George is upset because he thought he killed the first, <laughs> and now he, it, it's come back to haunt him with the second. Um. So the 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 family comes over to like greet their the extended family. They come over to to greet their new nephew or grandson or whatever because um, he's been adopted. They get him all these gifts like a bowling ball and, uh, it, <laughs> and it, a bicycle. It gets, yeah, it gets increasingly funnier because they're all things that he can't use. This is where we see the urn on the mantle of the little family. <laughs> right. We know that all the grandparents <laughs> are there as well as presumably all the siblings. Um. So. It it has to be the urn of someone in the immediate family, right? Theoretically, unless it's unless it's like the mom's mother. I think mother. all the grandparents were there. Right. I think there was just one set of grandparents. Yes. Right. Well, that's what I meant on the little side of the family. Right. Um. So my assumption is that that's their first child, which I would assume is a Shyamalan edition. He wanted. There was a whole scene in the script that was deleted. It was like a backstory with the with the the first child dying. Um, but they all bring in these gifts and they're super accepting. The extended family is super, super supportive of them adopting a mouse and, and it's very, very wholesome. Like, it oh, seems yeah. like they're going like, to be upset about it, but then they're like, oh, he's adorable. We love this little guy. Adorable. Um, right. he's, he's a fun little fella. And so right. that is nice. And, and I love the way that this movie handles it where like people don't know how to react at first. But then they're just supportive in any well, of the positive yeah. characters, uh, except like, for George. It's like they're they're apprehensive, but not because of their their judgments or whatever, but just because they don't want to offend Stuart. Like they just want him to be comfortable and, and happy and wholesome. Right, because this movie's about racism. Um, so yeah, so George gets upset when he sees all the gifts. Number one, because none of them are for him, which is something he says. He's like, "Hey, are any of these gifts for me?" And everybody's like. No, they're for the they say, no the we brother you now the, the brother that was adopted. You're an older brother now, and he was adopted, so we got him presents. And George gets upset. He's like, "Hey, how's he going to play with a bowling ball or ride a bike? He's a mouse." And then uh, he, he picks up the bowling ball and he just drops it <laughs> off of Stuart Little, and it just goes splat. He, in fact, the direct quote is, "He's not my brother. He's a mouse." And then he storms off. Right. And, and the extended family, <laughs> the extended family just immediately leaves, which is also a fun, yeah, fun right. little character bit. They're just like, "Well, <laughs> things are uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go," which is how family get-togethers tend to go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the second something uncomfortable happens, it's either a full-out fight or everybody leaves. Um, 
So the next morning, uh, Dr. House and his mom try to talk to George, but they don't really get anywhere with the conversation. And um, they take Stuart shopping for some clothes. And they go shopping at a doll store for doll clothes, and they get him some nice swanky... This was before. I missed this part. This this all happened before the family get together. Um, right. That's they, why they were shopping. Yeah, they bought him clothes for the family get together, but it doesn't really matter. So George and right. Dr. House, they Point have is, a talk. He was dripping. Right. It, it, he, yeah. Stuart Little was drippy. Um, they have a little talk about nice stuff. all that happened and, and all of the apprehension and whatever, and George decides he's not going to enter the boat race because he is scared of the bully who admittedly looks like a pretty frightening bully if you're a child. Um, and so he decides he's not going to enter whatever, whatever hijinks ensue. I was, I'm assuming George goes to school, but Stuart doesn't, which doesn't make any sense. Why isn't Stuart in school? He's also a child. Um, so George is at school. Snowbell. Well, do, we, do, we, do we have an age for Stuart? That's what I, that's what I was going to ask while we were watching it. Because he, he, I mean, he acts and, and talks like he's... Grown, at least an older child like, like than, he's, than George. He, he like he's a thirty-year-old man. Sounds like right, right. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> um, I don't know. I assumed younger because George asked for a little brother, but he's also a mouse, so it's really hard to gauge his age. They only live to be like three, so. Yeah, but we, this is this is Stuart Little universe rules where the mice can talk and <laughs> drive cars. So it's may, maybe yeah, and and <laughs> toy cars have engines in them. But we'll get to that. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so they go and and uh, no no no. I'm assuming George is at school. Parents are at work. Stuart's home alone. Which why are you leaving this child home alone on his like second right. day in your house? But that's besides the point. Especially, especially when right. you, you have an animal that actively tried to kill him. Right. The very it was like it was the first he thing that happened. Into his house. Well, they had a conversation with Snowbell. They said, oh. don't eat him. He is a member of the family. And then they put him down on the ground and thought that was good enough. I mean, it, it was like he didn't he didn't eat him. After yeah, that. it's true. He He got the point. Uh, but his friend Monty comes over, and uh, the cat's friend Monty, Snowbell's friend, another cat named Monty, comes over and tries to steal food from Snowbell, and Snowbell's Monty. like, no, it's meatloaf, it'll give you gas, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll eat the meatloaf anyway, and then there's a <laughs> fart joke. But he sees Stuart and starts laughing at Snowbell, which is where I don't know what cats they got for this movie because this cat was also a great actor. <laughs> oh this is where I, this is the part where I want to talk about the cat's acting because Snowbell is is like perfect and he's acting against CGI nothingness, which I guess meant they could kind of CGI Stewart around the cat. But this cat is like like every time he turns his head, it's in the right direction, and it like. There's great character work with Snowbell just in his movements. Like, you can mute it and know exactly what you're supposed to be feeling when it comes to what this cat is saying. Like, when it's ominous, he moves slowly and, like, it's just great. And I really like it. And then there's a scene with Monty, the other cat, where he starts laughing at Snowbell. And the cat, like, rolls over and he's got his hands on his belly. And he's, like, rolling back and forth laughing. It's fantastic. I don't know where they got these cats, but they're the best in the business. 
I really want to watch Stuart Little 2 just to see if the replacement cast they got for Snowbell <laughs> is as good as this one. I mean, the, the three not. minutes that we watched uh, after watching Stuart Little, it looked like the same cat. By which I mean, it just it looked like the it same was breed. it was a fluffy white cat. Yeah, yeah. and it, it the hair it, it was a different cat. I noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, um, my, my, my cat doll was going off. Uh, the only thing I could tell was that it it they were holding it, so you <laughs> couldn't see the actor. movements. You couldn't see him like him act. But anyway, so so Monty is making fun of Snowbell, and then he leaves, and then Snowbell threatens Stuart, and he's like, "Hey, you ruined my street credit." I hate you. Um, I'm gonna eat you. And then that's the end of that scene. It's pretty. It's pretty much over. Um, no, George is home during this scene because this is where Stuart runs into. He runs away from Snowbell into George's room and shuts the door behind him. And he goes into the basement where George mm-hmm. has his like little model Western town, and he pretends so to shoot these, guns. These parents left both of their kids home alone. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a different movie. Yeah, this is not Macaulay Culkin in this movie. No, it is, I think. Um, I think he says, it's oh the my goodness, goodness. <laughs> I'm home, home alone. alone. It's the home kid they got. Through a little crossover. It's, it's, it's Macaulay Culkin getting attacked by the, the wet bandits and uh, Stuart Little being attacked by the cats and they have to fend them off together. This kid actor is the kid mm. that they tried to get to replace Macaulay Culkin in the late 90s by putting him in two or three movies and it just didn't work out because he wasn't as good of a <laughs> child actor. Do you mean Stuart Little 1 and 2? <laughs> well, no, yes. he was in uh, he was in Little Vampire or Little Monsters. <laughs> about Little Vampire, <laughs> you keep talking about Little Vampire. I've seen. I, I, I watched that movie several times as a child. I don't think why I've never even heard of this. No, I'm the guy who watches bad movies, and I've never seen this. Movie. It's, it's not, seen it's not necessarily bad. It's just, eighty times just this week. It's just a kids' movie from the nineties. I don't like. I don't understand. <laughs> Um, no, it's just what's you your obsession with it, man? Well, because it's the only movie I remember him from, other than Stuart Little and Stuart Little Two, and he's been and, in a bunch uh, of stuff recently, like a bunch story. of super low budget. Yeah, he was um, in a Christmas Story. Schlocky. Aren't movies. they making like a? Did yeah, I imagine that they're making a Christmas no, they're Story like a, a like it's something? Yeah, it's like about um. His well, they already did the sequel, right? What? Right, no, but this is like like they're bringing back like a requel. Right, they're, they're they're doing the the new sequel thing. Mm. Cool. Oh, I, I didn't realize this, but the the kid from Stuart Little's been in the MCU. Yeah, he's the guy from Iron Man, and also um, he was in Interns of no Way Field. Home. He was the yeah, he was the guy that that Jeff Bridges yelled at, and then he was also in Far From Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. Cool. I didn't know that. Um. So Dr. House, no, 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 we're in the basement, and Stuart Little is bonding with his brother George, and it's a great he's little, in, it's in, a great he's little in an old west um, little toy set thing. Yeah, yeah, and and George is like, hey, quit distracting me, I'm I'm doing things, and Stuart Little's like, oh, I'm sorry, wait, you have a train, and so. Um, his brother George ties him up on the train tracks and tries to murder him with the train. <laughs> what turns right. out they're just playing. <laughs> Turns and, out he just tied himself up with yeah. his tail. And he jumps out of the mask. way, and then they bond a little bit, and um, they're talking about George's boat, because George has dropped out of the boat race, and Stuart Little is is like, hey, that's a cool boat. Why aren't you building it? 
And uh, he's like, well, I dropped out because I didn't want to whatever, whatever. And Stuart's like, well, I'll help you out. And then George says, I don't know that I'm ready for a brother. Stuart says, how about a friend? He says, yeah, I guess I can be friends with a mouse. And then they start working on the boat together. And and from then on out, it's like a little switch in George's brain where he likes Stuart Little. Wait, that, 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 that's his uh, his character arc. He, he learns to not be a racist towards mouse. Right, which is fun. And I like it. Uh, and from here on out, th- that stuff is is probably my least favorite part of the movie because the rest of the movie is so wholesome and there's already an antagonist um, with Snowbell. So I don't love the stuff with with George and Stuart where they don't get it's along, like, but it's yeah, fine. But it, like it's not yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's just it's not barely, my favorite. It's barely part of the movie, really. Like there's there's two or three scenes with it. It's the first half hour or so. <laughs> it's the <laughs> first third of the movie. Yeah, but there's only two or three scenes where it's explicitly like a part of it. Like there's the gift scene and this scene and the first scene. You mean the plot of the first third of the movie? No, because most of those scenes, George isn't in the scene for most of the time. Yeah, whatever. Um, so they go to the boat race. I'm sure something happens with Snowbell in between, because Snowbell features heavily in this movie, which is great, because he is the antagonist. Um, and so they go to the boat race, uh, and the boat breaks. Like, George has Stuart Little carry the remote, and it's like three times his size, and he's struggling so much to carry it because presumably it's super heavy for this little mouse. And it's, a, so, it's a miracle that he also doesn't get, like, stepped on by these people. Yeah. Like, and or just crushed by the remote that was twice his size. size yeah. Definitely should mention everyone in this scene, super drippy. I mean, <laughs> dripped out. Dr. House is like, he's wearing this like red shirt with these like little white patterns on it and a sweater vest. Uh, George is wearing the hardest shirt I've ever seen in my life because it's like plaid <laughs> but with a white collar and it's short sleeve and it's got like little white rings around the sleeves with bright red little buttons. Red buttons. Um, mm, hard. Don't, don't got his new personality and his new wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, that's a nine-year-old child. I, I do want to mention that, like, the, the rest of the movie, like, outside of the, the little family and the, obviously, the talking my, my, mice. Yeah, mice. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mices. <laughs> mices. Talking mices and talking cats. Like, the movie's pretty set in realism. Like, there's nothing too wacky. It's not like Cat in the Hatland or anything. But then the little family themselves are also normal, but exaggerated. Like, they're colorful and they're, they're vibrant, but they're not too out there. And so it makes them stand out. We, and just We talked about it while we were watching it. And it's like what a real-world take on a cartoon universe would be like. Right. But, you, said, um, you said it had, like, like uh, Roger Rabbit vibes. Yeah. Very, very similar to that, where it's like the world is, is normal – but these like exotic talking mice just happen to exist in it. And this family just happens to like colors uh, and happen to be like the nicest people in the world. And happen to be drippy. Correct. Yes. Um, also, at some point in what we talked about before, Stuart mentions that he would like to meet his real parents because that's something that adopted kids struggle with. And he's like, hey, I would like to meet my real parents. And so they go and they talk to the adoption agency and they're like no we can't uh we can't do that but i'll look into it and see if there's anything we can do and so they go back home now we're back at the boat race the remote is broken 
Um, George is really upset because he just got and, his courage to actually enter this race in the first place. Right, and he, he just got bullied by like a, a rich kid who whose dad bought him a pre-made boat and everything. Also, and while we're on the topic of Drippy, Stuart Little is in this little captain's outfit, and it goes hard. <laughs> um, so then, then, then the boat race starts, and George is sad because he's like, I can't enter, and Dr. House is like, well, we should just go home. But then... They look over, and Stuart Little is driving the boat, because presumably this boat also has its own engine, like the car that we'll talk about later. Um, so he he drives, and it's this it's this great little little toy boat race that is way better than it has any business being, which is sort of the theme of this movie, because the way it's <laughs> shot is so perfect. Because these boats are on the water, and it's not like they're trying to do like a like a a miniature set type thing because they make it obvious that they're toy boats with the size of the water splashes and all that kind of stuff. But it's incredible because it's shot from like the perspective of there's a tiny little mouse sized camera recording it and it's right up next to the boats. And I love it. And there's so much tension in this boat race because Stuart Little almost gets his boat sunk and he almost dies. Um, (laughs) And the question is, like, are they going to win? And you actually wonder what's going to happen. And it's just such a... I thought he was going to die, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, right. I thought they were going to drown him. That's also the running theme in this movie. It's Stuart Little nearly dies in just so many ways. (laughs) Yeah, there are probably, like, five or six different times where he almost dies. Um, Most of of it's by drowning. uh, Two of them. Uh, Oh, no, there's the... Yeah, there's the sewer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... so Stuart Little. And it comes back, and there's more stuff like this a little later, but just this this idea that they took the care required to shoot this scene that way, like where it's from Stuart's perspective, and it makes the boats look like normal-sized boats. It, it's fun. And then they wind up winning the race, and George is super excited, and uh, him and his brother have bonded again, and there's one point where one of the bullies says, like, I'm going to kill that stupid mouse or whatever. And George says, he's not a mouse. He's my brother. And so that, that tension is gone and it's done and it's wholesome. And it's a very, very fun scene. And then we move on and the family comes over to celebrate the win. They take a big picture together. Uh, Stuart Little is yet again dripped out in his Bond uh, white coat with black pants. And it's great. It's a great little scene. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of that. The movie from here on out, I love every aspect of Favorite movie of all time. And now we're going to take a pause to hear from some advertisements. Welcome back. <laughs> right, it's just pretty good. It's just it's showing along. They, they, you know, they say still little wins, and he's he's celebrating with his family, and they're all, you know, they're all happy. They take a nice little photo where they're all dripped out, and they they. they uh, That's true. Stuart, Stuart Little had the little tuxedo on, and it went yeah, Stuart, Stuart and George had the James Bond fit. Uh, <laughs> right. And uh, and then his parents show up. Which uh, kind of throws a, a wrench and a damper on the whole thing, you know. Uh, and his parents show up, and uh, Stuart, the little family's first instinct is, and oh, these must be Stuart's parents that we were asking about. <laughs> and they're like, oh, are you his friends that happen to be older? <laughs> Uh, Are you and, my small child's adult friends? <laughs> um, and uh, they have to be like, no, we're, we're his parents. 
Um, which is interesting because they're not who you would expect like this mouse's parents to be. But I guess well, it, with the, he was raised in the adoption agency, so that would make sense. It surprised me because I was like, I didn't. Some reason I just didn't think they talk about his parents. You you mentioned many many times uh, across various different uh, talks <laughs> that the movie's twist was that his parents weren't his real parents. And every time you said that, I just assumed you were talking about his human parents. That <laughs> and I was like, so was when, when his, when his, wow, really? quote, when his quote unquote actual parents turn up, it's, uh, it was quite surprising. And, um, so, so the dad's eating peanuts and it's great because <laughs> he takes bites out of them, which is funny because you don't bite peanuts. It's you just throw like six of them in small. your mouth, but he's a mouse. He's a mouse. <laughs> It's great. And his his wife hates him for eating the peanuts that they ate out <laughs> right. Um So Stuart goes with his parents, and everybody is really sad about it because they've all just started to bond. George gives him this little toy car that has a real engine in it, and his dad drives it, and they all go home to this abandoned golf course that they've turned into a house for mouse. Um, they've turned into the mouse house. And they start doing this thing, and... Um, the parents get real sad uh, because they miss Stuart. Um, and this is where we start to get hints of what the Shyamalan twist of this movie is. Because uh, the adoption lady comes over. And it does play just like a Shyamalan twist does in most Shyamalan movies. Like with the build up to it and the, the actor's response and all of these things. So they I mean, come... It feels almost like it comes out of nowhere because the movie's kind of goofy up to this point, and then it, it, it hits you with this. Uh, would you like to talk about the reveal? Dalton? I would love to. I would love to talk about this reveal because it's it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, so so the parents come over, or the adoption lady comes over to to the little household, and she sits down and she's like, Stuart's parents were in a horrible accident. They were shopping for soup, and the cans fell on them and crushed them in a mushroom soup incident. And the parents are, of course, the, the littles are, of course, they're, they're, you know, they're devastated. And they're like, well, I, I, does Stuart know? Okay? Is he okay? And they're like, well, no, this happened years ago, which is the twist. And every, like, it like snap zooms on everybody's face as they're shocked. <laughs> right, it and then does it like snap a, zooms it on does Snowbell. Like the dolly zoom. It does like the dolly zoom on the, the, the woman. Yeah. And then it, and then, um, then it goes in on Snowbell's face. And um, he's also freaked out because it turns out he hired these mice. And by hired, I mean th threatened these mice to adopt. Well, he, he didn't hire them. The, the, no, no, the, 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 the Smokey the mob boss cat. Yeah, yeah. well, we haven't really talked about him, so the, I was just going to. Right. Um, the, the godfather there's, cat. There's a, there's a cat mafia <laughs> in this universe is what we're getting right, at. The, the the Godfather is called Smokey, and he even sounds like the Godfather. He does. Um, he talks like Marlon Brando right. from The he Godfather. Is, he is in Italian American, is what we're saying, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he does talk like that, and, and and it's great. But but they threaten these mice to take Stuart and pretend to be their parents, so that he can get out of the little household, so that Snowbell is not a cat with a mouse as his owner. Um, right, and and they're gonna kill like they're gonna kill Stuart Little because isn't the idea well they decide they're kill gonna, you they decide they're gonna kill Stuart Little after I, I um, thought the plan was after they, they find out after the Littles find out that's when they decide they're gonna kill Stuart Little before they were just gonna I, let him go 
thought they were gonna they were gonna kill him with the family because otherwise the family wouldn't know that they were gonna try and kill him, would they? Well, that's you know, well, they said. No, no, sorry, I, they, he just wants to get back to his family, and they're like, "Yeah, you probably should." So, the dad comes home. Dad Mouse, fake Dad Mouse, comes home in his car, and his that's the car that he he was gifted by <laughs> a small child. Correct. That works perfectly with an engine, and yes, does that, does like, do you think that car takes gas? Like what? <laughs> every every like three weeks or so they have to put in two new double a batteries <laughs> but no it has an engine because when it starts right. it does the engine sound yeah that baby purring um it's, it's so, an electric car but it's actually the first no because electric cars don't make noise josh it has an engine it has a gas engine um yeah, let's go start somewhere what what <laughs> so he comes home from a meeting with the mafia cat because basically what they offered him was they offered this family protection if they take Stuart Little away. But now that the family knows that it's that it's a setup, they say, hey, we need Stuart Little so that we can kill him. And they come home to, to tell Stuart Little that, but they're they're distraught because they don't want to see their fake son murdered. So they tell him, hey, go back to the little household. You'll be safe there, but you need to go now. And so Stuart Little hops in the little car and the engine starts again <laughs> because it's a gas-powered vehicle. And then with with like it, and it works. Like it's not like a remote control car. It no, has it a has gas. A it has brakes. It from in the thing. Yeah. It's also in terms of like the, the production. It's a real car, and it looks like it's the best thing they could have done because it looks really good when it's driving. Oh, it looks great. I'm I'm assuming it's just a really nice. Remote it's control a remote car, control. but with yeah, the, they they like added in something afterwards to, to give it an engine. With the, within like the just, context no, of the just, movie, they just actually they just actually gave it an engine. <laughs> yeah, they, they built a real tiny scaled car. They got Henry yeah, Ford on the found phone. The, uh, a talking small mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he's driving home, uh, and at this time the littles are there. Um, looking for Stuart. They make little signs that he's been kidnapped and they start posting him all over the place. They, they cut his little it. picture out of the, the family <laughs> photo and then put it back on the counter for what it like, put it back on the mantle for whatever reason. And so they go out, everybody in the family, the extended family, everybody, they're all looking for Stuart Little. Um, and they go to all these different places and Stuart gets home and nobody's there. And he comes in, but, but Snowbell is there and Snowbell's like, hey dude, they hate you. Like th <laughs> these guys... This family you thought you had, they hate you. Look, they even cut you out of the family photo. They were so happy that you were gone that they threw a party, and now they're all out <laughs> celebrating the fact that you're gone because they hate you. You need to leave. So Stuart Little hops in his car, and he starts to drive away again. Um, but he's being chased by every mouse in this or every cat in the city because they all want Stuart Little dead. All of this mafia, the cat mafia, they're they're all chasing him, and he winds up in in the park, um, and he climbs a tree, and Snowbell also climbs the tree, and this is where Snowbell has his like his redemption arc because he yeah, starts well, talking Stuart to Stuart. Stuart's up in the tree and he's like, he's just contemplating life and everything, you know, what's he meant to do now? Uh, Snowball climbs up and the rest of the cats are egging him on. They're going, hey, kill him, kill him. Uh, and Snowball kind of has a, a moment of realization. He's like, hey, you know, he's not too bad. Right. He calls, well, he calls him his family. Yeah. He says, no, he's my family. I can't kill him. 
I couldn't possibly kill my mouse friend. Um, so then the other cats just decide to kill Stuart Little anyway. They're like, yeah, no, this is ridiculous. We're just right. going to kill him. <laughs> they, they decide to jump Snowbell the cat. <laughs> right. Uh, but Snowbell winds up saving Stuart because Stuart's up on a tiny branch because he's a mouse. And the cats are all on a bigger branch, but it's cracked. So Snowbell starts stepping on it and he snaps it and they all fall in the river. We missed the sewer scene, but it's really not important. It's just Stuart Little yeah, running it, away. It, the cool, coolest it's, thing in that scene was Stuart Little whipping the, the little mini roadster. Um fast down backwards down a hill that and it's cool i like that and it's it's another scene much like the boat race scene where it's shot so perfectly that it feel it feels like the scene from jurassic park where the right. the jeep is being chased by the t-rex but it's not it's a tiny little car driven by a <laughs> tiny little mouse being chased by normal size cats by a cat mafia <laughs> and it's great uh but anyway so they're in the tree the, the the branch snaps all the cats fall in the river seems like it's over but smoky the mob boss cat decides he's still going to marlon brando cat <laughs> right uh and so stuart little pulls back a branch with part of the branch behind him, which is something I paused and went back on just to make sure <laughs> you guys saw it. Um, and he lets go of the branch and the branch disintegrates through his body and then hits Smokey the cat in the face and he falls into the river. Stuart Little and Snowbell get down and they start walking home. Smokey runs away and then gets attacked by dogs. And is killed. And, and, and presumably dies. is is dead. Um, Smokey Smokey gets killed. Smokey the cat dies of gang violence. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> Smokey the cat gets murdered in and a bad neighborhood. There's a little bit with Monty where they're where they establish that he's still friends with Snowbell, um, so that he can come back in the sequel, Stuart Little Two. <laughs> right. Um, so they establish that they're still buddies, despite the fact that he tried to eat his owner. Um, yeah, which I, I'm going to be honest, there. if I'm a cat, I'm not going to take that. Um, but yeah, so they go back home and, and everybody's happy to see Stuart and they, they hug and then, uh, George pulls down the curtain and then the end is written on the screen and that's the end of the movie. And it's, it says, it says Finn. It says <laughs> the end question mark. <laughs> it says Stuart Little will return in, <laughs> in the Stuart Avengers. Little <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't watch for after the credits to see if there's an after credit scene. That is true. I did like the little um, 2000s credit oh, montage. It was one of my favorites of those maybe ever. Their their little little Tom and Jerry sequence. That was pretty fun. Yeah. There, Snowbell still wants to eat Stuart, even though they just established. Well, I'm, I'm 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 convinced that was that was a that was a flashback sequence that uh, that, that took place before their their little bonding moment yeah it's possible i wonder that's if my, in the my sequel head and your head cannon is about a dead child <laughs> mine's about a, a cat and a mouse's unlikely friendship well, <laughs> daniel's is also about the mouse mutant hybrid <laughs> well that's not a a, a head cannon that's just true that's just the movie just <laughs> um i also <laughs> i'm curious as to i really want to watch Stuart little too for the podcast, which we may do a, a sequel sweep at some point where we watch sequels to movies we've already seen. Well, yeah, we've discussed it. But I, I really want to see decided. if in Stuart Little 2, the if Snowbell and Stuart continue to get along or if there's still like some tension because of the primal urge well, of they, the cat. They they said like they set it up in this movie, you know, they they get along but they're not they're not besties or anything like that. Like 
you know, Snow Snowbell still got a bit of apprehensiveness. He He's called him family. family. Yeah, but then he goes back on it afterwards, and he goes, he, uh, yeah, maybe but, family. But do, you, do you like every member of your family all the time? Yeah, but <laughs> I just I they I don't think they set that up in this movie as much as they set up like Snowbell like being the hard older brother type thing. Where he's yeah, like, yeah, that's still, whatever. That's still like, you can still have beef because of that. Yeah. All right, man. Whatever you say. Whatever you have made up as part of this movie, well, you we've know. all done it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very curious for whenever we in, inevitably watch Stuart Little 2 to see how it holds up versus the first one. But I... I knew I was going to enjoy this movie going into it because it's a movie I really liked as a kid. I watched like the first half of it somewhat recently and was pleasantly surprised at how well it held up. Um, and also coming off the back of watching five M. Night Shyamalan movies in a row, like right. I knew this movie could not fail. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how much M. Night right, Shyamalan like wrote I, in this movie. I would assume See, the I, twist. I, Right. Well, def- definitely <laughs> at least the twist. Probably they, most of the racism stuff too. Yeah, they're just writing the movie. Like they're just finding this fun little uh, movie about a mouse, and M Night Shyamalan kicks open a door. That needs to be a twist, and he just scribbles it down in a crayon <laughs> on the on the script. If we would have liked this movie as much, had we watched it like right before the M Night mm. Like say we watched this movie after like Daddy's Home Two. Would we would we still have praised it this much? Not I think we much, would have still enjoyed it. We yeah, would, we yeah, we definitely would have still enjoyed it. But I I think I don't know. There's there's a lot that this movie really has going for it, even outside of comparing it to the horrible, <laughs> yeah, horrible, of horrible it not things. Being an M Night movie. Outside of that, there's still a lot going on in this movie that's well done. I mean, the set design is fantastic. The little family is such a wholesome family. All of the acting from from both the immediate family and the extended family outside of George, but he's not even horrible. I mean, other movies that came out this year with a child actor that age would be the Phantom Menace. And this kid is better than Jake Lloyd was in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. And Jake Lloyd <laughs> like beats prostitutes or something. So, uh, and well, that's because this movie didn't have George Lucas in it. If right. it had George Lucas, then it would have been a very different movie. It well, would these- have been every every character would have been CG entirely. <laughs> um, the the cat would have been some very 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 bad uh, Jewish caricature. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of racial caricatures in this movie, so I don't know that that's the best comparison to make. What the? It's so much racial. It was just just um, the cats. It was implied. It was implied gang violence. Right. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. I wouldn't like, say racism. Well, no. There was definitely racism. There just wasn't racial caricature. Right. So there was right. lots of racism. <laughs> right. In universe racism. Um, the director of this movie, he's he's directed some things of note since. Um, he was a co-director on, um, the Lion King. Uh, he was a producer True. on Stuart Little 2. He was a producer on The Haunted Mansion. Uh, he recently directed uh, a movie called Pause of Fury, The Legend of oh, I know that one. Hank that just came out, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. He also directed that movie. Um, he worked I, I, on some shorts uh, for Roger Rabbit, which makes sense. 
Mm, that um, explains why this has like similarities. Yeah, so he he has some connection to Roger Rabbit in some ways. Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, other than that, Keith. nothing super, you know, super well, important. I, I looked up. So there's there's two credited screenwriters on this. One of them is M Night, and the other one is some other guy who has only written two movies, which is Stuart Little and Christopher Robin. Interesting. Um, I also I looked up the trivia, and apparently, in, in according to the trivia, uh, Snowball is Snowbell is hostile to Stuart in this movie, but in Stuart Little Two, he and Stuart become friends. So I guess they yeah. I do keep they do yeah, keep right. that character. Wow. Um, see, told you it was a flashback. The director of this movie also worked on the cartoon series, but but anyway, so it's it's there are so many everything is so well acted. Even the cat, like like that's <laughs> enough about the cat, man. Well, but it, it just Stop goes into this idea that that this movie is there. There aren't any missing links in this movie. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie because it's not. It's if it's a dumb little kids that. film. It's a dumb little kids film, but it tries way harder than it should be to be something good. And this is the movie that always pops into my head when I think of after I, I saw the first half of it about a year or so ago. This is the movie that pops into my head when I think about a movie that is better than it has any right to be. Because it's Stuart Little. Like, it it shouldn't be good, but it is? Question mark? <laughs> and it's like... You? And I don't know. I just... I, I really enjoy Stuart Little. You know, what can I say? What can I say? All my fellas love Stuart Little. So, so, don't... Best movie of all time or worst movie of all time? Oh, best movie ever, easily. This is the best movie we've watched since Daddy's Home 2. And it might be better than Daddy's Home 2, but it doesn't have a rewatch value. Like Daddy's Home 2 has. I think it's got it's got a rewatch value, just not not like I I'd rewatch this movie like in like a a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like whereas Daddy's Home, I'd rewatch that like like next month. I'd rewatch that now. Like if you guys said let's 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 abandon the entire podcast and just just watch Daddy's Home too right now. I'd say yeah. Can someone say that please? Can someone please I will eventually (laughs) I will when I have kids, I'll show this movie to my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, absolutely. Like I'll also show this movie to your kids. (laughs) I'll I'll show your kids Daddy's Home too. (laughs) There's and there's something so wholesome about this movie. This really is just it's just it's such a heartfelt and heartwarming experience. It's 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 very beautiful. It makes me feel things again. <laughs> and you can see what it could have been if if the care wasn't put into this. Like well it, it could have been an M Night movie. Right. Well, it <laughs> it could have been horrible cuz I've seen really bad kids movies with a similar premise. It could have been- it could have been Stuart Little Three. We haven't seen Stuart Little Three. We don't know <laughs> if it's. I, I thought, I think, I've I seen think, enough of Stuart Little know. Three to, to know. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Josh, best movie ever, worst movie ever. I think this is. The, <laughs> it's one of the movies ever. Uh, it's the best movie ever. I'll, I'll, I'll forego the uh, the contrarian nature inside of me that is pushing to say it's the worst movie, even though I, I like this very much. You know what's going to um, happen now, don't you? When we <laughs> ask Daniel, he's going to say it's the worst yeah, movie I, ever. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, you would never. never. Do that. No, but you were right. This is a very, it's a very wholesome movie. Like, there's no, there's not really much stress or anything in it. You know, everything's going to resolve. You know. It's like there's one moment where it gets a bit sad and it goes on a bit of a downer. 
but even that kind of resolves itself quite quickly. It's just a, it's nice. It's a nice thing. And it's that it's that it's that nice kind of like like Cozy. Disney Channel sad where it's like yeah like yeah. like you know you know that everything's going to be fine. So it's like it it, feel, it feels good to to be sad and it kinda, then immediately be be rehappied. If I, if I could describe this movie in a word, I would just say it's a cozy movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it is very cozy. Yeah, even even their their little house that's that's wedged in between those <laughs> those two apartment buildings. It's very very cozy, very quaint. It it's got it feels like a Pixar movie in terms of its mm, storytelling. Yeah. Like it's got the it's got the Pixar kind of like things are happy at the beginning, a little sad in the middle, and then happy again at the end. It's the Pixar arc. The Pixar, as it were. <laughs> Daniel, best movie ever, worst movie ever? Uh, best movie all time um, ever made. I really liked the part when um, when Stuart Little was was in the park um, and he, he, he totaled his car um, and hit uh, two women in <laughs> Scotland. And then, that's, uh, that's not Michael J. Fox who did that. That's, that's Matthew Broderick. And it was Northern Ireland. It's just the same thing. Same it's all. Maybe maybe Michael J. Fox uh, did do that in Scotland. And then at the yeah, same time, have, Matthew Bodrick is talking to North this right now. And he's, he's putting a hit out on me because I'm the only person who knows. Uh, no, no. Unironically, I did, I did really like the part um, where he was he was in the park and the the um, the praying mantis, like like he had a little little scuff with it because um, it, it, it was also shot to make it seem as if it was a giant praying mantis. Even though it was, you know, obviously praying mantis size, but also smaller than Stuart Little himself, it was just you know excellent scene shot shot very well. I was very intimidated by that praying mantis. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> good, good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I'm really glad we watched this. Um, I knew we were gonna enjoy it because I enjoyed the first half of it that I saw, and so that's why I suggested it. This might very well be the best movie we watch in this sweep and i know it will be uh but yeah, i also I we probably should have saved bear, it for last i think yogi bear 2 is good yeah uh, yogi bear 2 is is gonna blow this one out of the water <laughs> okay cool i feel like the rest of them are gonna be pretty miserable to sit through because they're gonna be what this movie could have been if it weren't if there weren't as much care put into it as there was um I'm just glad we're not watching The Last Airbender or Old or After Earth or The Visit or The oh, Happening. Sir Billy. <laughs> we'll get oh. there. You just wait on Sir Billy. <laughs> Next time, baby. Next time, baby. Uh, but yeah, so oh. I would recommend if you haven't seen it in a while, you should watch Stuart Little. I, I, I don't ironically say this movie's fun and let's say cozy. Okay. It's a nice little. Even if you if, have watched it recently, watch it. Watch Stuart it's the Little. Kind of movie, watch it's the kind this of movie. It's kind of movie. Little mouse get into shenanigans and then. It's get the out kind of movie uh, you stick on. Man. It's the kind of movie you stick on on like a, a cold winter's night where you got the fireplace going. You got you got some nice soup or something. You, you, you watch it and you're just you're having a nice little night in. I just don't think my yeah. nice little night in is going to involve Stuart Little. <laughs> but I appreciate the cinnamon. Um, I didn't add cinnamon in my soup. What? <laughs> uh, but I will say, like, even foregoing the rating system of best movie ever, worst movie ever, I would say, unironically, this is a good movie. Because my there are some bad movies that I would say that about, 
just because they're better than the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, but this one, I would say, genuinely is a solid movie. Yeah, no, I, I like, I'm, you know, we we joke about with our movies a lot, but this is this is unironically good. Yeah. Well done, M Night. You have written one good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, True. we're gonna we're gonna get out. Any final final words you want to get in before we close this thing, boys? Um, Stewart is Stewart uh, has little. He does have drip. He's got he a lot of drip. He does that's very very drippy. There's at one point he put my... he's wearing this like sweater, and it goes crazy. That's my final word on this movie. Stuart has drip. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. We're done. We finished it. We watched a. We watched. <laughs> we watched a movie that wasn't directed by M Night Shyamalan. Can you believe it? Miserable. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Semi Pro. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week when we watch um, Yogi, Yogi Bear, Bear Two. Too. Or Yogi Bear 1, because Yogi Bear 2 doesn't exist. But we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, then do whatever the YouTube things are. And we will see you next week.